Garbage time sports. Don't do it. Don't do it. You see how I let that go? It's well, in the game. Anyway, <laughs> so let's just start this stupid episode off with some stupid stuff, and that's that the San Diego Padres are, trading, are for, trading for Juan Soto. At least the Nationals don't have to charter flights for him anymore because oh, like they, they were weren't doing it. it. Yeah. Oh, do you think the Padres will like relocate him? Like they'll fly him out? Or <laughs> Surely, right? Surely well, they this might be team like, will treat him better. Because yeah. that's disrespectful AF. I am sorry to not even pay for bus fare <laughs> for my man to go to the All Star game. Mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Bush well, League. That was. Juan Soto was done dirty by the Nationals. But here's the thing I, I, I don't even understand why they're salty about it. The man just saved you so much money. What, do, the dude's an outfielder with a bat. Yeah. What are you doing? $440 million. But he has to stay here. Uh, so I have already given this analogy, and it might be on the video. I don't know. I hope not. But uh, maybe it is. But for you, those of you who are not uh, visual learners, uh, you're just audio learners. <laughs> I don't know what you're learning either, but whatever. You're learning something. Um, <laughs> $441 million. Yeah. To suck at a ball game. Yeah. At the same place for the rest of your life. Yeah, in a, I mean, in a place I, you don't want to be. Yeah, who I mean, wants to be in Washington D.C.? <laughs> honest to God, do you? No, there's nothing. That, there's <laughs> no. nothing nice there, even in the burbs. I'm telling you, yeah. no, you can't <laughs> build a house nice enough. No, that, no, no, that place sucks, man. But look, but what I'm saying is, if I'm not good, and I don't care what you say, Juan Soto has a bat. He's not good. He just has a bat. No, if you're going to pay $440 million, you're going to want King Griffey Jr. Yeah. Like in his prime. Yeah, junior. man. $441 million. But so you offer me that to suck at the, this game, but, but you'll pay me to play it for you forever? But you're stuck in Washington, D.C. Bro, I will, I will live See, an hour away in Virginia I would and, take, on a farm, <laughs> and I will just commute. They don't even have to buy my gas, man. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't going they to. Because they ain't anyway. going to, Well, I guess technically they would. Well, I didn't $441 million, they if, bought me a plane. If they couldn't so. even buy him a plane ticket, could they even afford to pay out that That's $440 saying, million? Bro, dollars? Like, or was it a smokescreen? No, Is that all this was, was the Save face maybe, with the fans. Maybe so, but I, I think getting too close. Sorry, I just think they're salty, bro. I think he said no, and they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, we just won't." You know what we'll do? The same thing we talked about on the Hood Hop Show. That's that passive stuff. Oh yeah, it's sorry. That weak sauce. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We can't uh, can't afford to fly you out. You you could afford to give me four hundred forty one million dollars, but yeah. you can't afford to. Fly me out? You're crazy. To an all-star game to represent your franchise. It's as important to the Washington Nationals to have him represent their brand as it is for him to be out there playing. Who? I'm trying to think. Who would be? Is it Anthony Fauci? Is that the face of the Nationals? Like, who? who's the franchise player? Uh, not Anthony Fauci. Well, it's because a- you, you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, or at the beginning of baseball post-COVID, uh, you know, it was very important you wear the mask, and then it showed Fauci after he threw the first pitch, and he had he his mask. The first pitch? Yeah, it was, I don't remember. Unbelievable. I love it. And at the time, I was like, was oh, it, well. Was it terrible? Oh, what? yeah. Was it like Baba Bowie bad? Yeah. Okay. Bad. So he really I, whiffed it. Like he threw it like all the way he, over. It, it wasn't okay. Listen, it wasn't quite fifty cent bad. Okay. Because that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Fifty yeah. cent. That was embarrassing. I felt bad being I'm a like, Philly fan. At that I point. know. I was like, bro. He's rebounded. I think he's thrown yeah, out he's, another pitch. He's since thrown out two since yeah. then. Yeah. And, and like he's hummed one over the plate. So I was like, all right. He took the time to practice. Come back and do this again. <laughs> well, he he got a personal trainer. He got private lessons, pitching lessons before he came out for the of first. Of course he pitch. did. I would. <laughs> if they asked me to throw out the first pitch, okay. First off, if they asked me to throw out the first pitch, it's going to be at like my kid's little league game. You know what I'm saying? And they'll be like, you're the coach. It's not the first pitch. You're just pitching to the kids. Stop. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, I don't know if that was an impersonation of my sister or my wife either way. A hybrid. <laughs> it was your generic uh, female. <laughs> yeah. So generic southern female. Yeah, yeah. Your generic white southern female voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. I have another one. <laughs> 
Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm no, that's the that's B squared. We, let's <laughs> yeah, be real. Yeah. All right. So anyway, let's get back to Juan Soto though. Yeah. Um, the Padres are picking him up, and they're probably what just gonna they're gonna trade for him, pay out the rest of his contract, and then evaluate things. That's they probably, probably can't afford to keep him if he's gonna be in the market and anywhere near the kind of money that the Nationals were. Well, that, but that's the whole thing. He's turned down that money, so I, uh, unfortunately for Juan, he'll Soto, never get it off. No, of that no, big it, and if they do, someone needs to be slapped. It's, that is the was, most insane. What was it, like 20 years? It was something stupid. It was 15. It yeah, was 15. It was it, bro, it was 441 million over 15. 15 years. This cat is like 24 years old. Yeah, he's very So young by man. the time I'm 40, I got 441 million. Sign me up, daddy. Like I said, I'll have a I'll have a farm in Virginia and it's I will fly in. too. That's yeah. the thing. This is baseball money, so it's guaranteed money. It's yeah. not just show. Yeah, this is This crazy. pays out. Just ask Bobby Bonilla, who yeah. collected another royalty check here this past uh, July. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels like it. Uh, he gets it every July, right? Like yeah. a royalty. Yeah, and he gets, what, like $23 million <laughs> or something like that every July? <laughs> for doing nothing. Three cheers for the red, white, and blue. Because he only played so long after that contract before he retired. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an injury or something, but... What it is is insanity, but good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right. So, look, we've, we've wasted enough time with baseball because, look, I, I'm a baseball fan. I think... I think Every man, to a certain extent, is a baseball fan. But it's it, look, man. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the love story. It's bleeding boring, and I'm I'm not I'm I don't watch every game. I just forget it. I October's coming, then I'm yeah, all it's in. Exciting whenever there's something on the line. But you know, a middle of the season baseball yeah. game, not, a little bit of a snooze fest, an hour yeah. and ten minutes in. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get to you know inning twelve. It's tied at zero to zero. It's fun again. Yeah, you know, but uh, you're wore out. But I mean, it's fun yeah, again. but what, you're talking bottom of the fourth, and you've already been in for an hour and ten minutes, and it's still zero to zero. No, I'm yeah. out. Not I'm unless you have a out. degenerate gambling problem. Or, well, okay. So if we're gonna bring that up, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not degenerate, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let's just move off of baseball. Uh, Segway. So let's talk uh, football is coming. Football is coming fast. College football. We are within a month. Uh, I am so excited. And I cannot tell you who the Hogs open up against. I'm sure it'll be something like the University of Bob Chamberlain or something like that. But It'll be some cream school. It'll be easy. I, just Yeah, well, it. we don't want to talk too much because I remember there was one of those uh, warm-up, one of them tune-up games that we lost with Chad Morris, so. Hey, Chad Morris is back in college football. Can you believe that? He's at South, uh, Southern Florida. South Florida? South Florida, yeah. Really? Yeah, man. All right. It looks like I may have to eat my words on that. Uh-oh. The first game of the season is a home game, September 3rd. Yeah. Against Cincinnati. Oh, I rem- yeah, I do. Re- okay, but hold on a second. You have to remember that Cincinnati is uh, good for their conference. Yes. Yeah, they're not. Re- they proved at the end of last year they're not really a good football team. I know, team, I know, but, but you know how we Razorback fans are. Yeah. We always get all excited and then let down. So well, that's, that's why I tread cautiously. Because, like I and said, I'm that, not going to sit here and say Cincinnati's a bunch of scrubs. And or then nothing, you got but... South Kakalaki coming in the next week. So yeah. that's a conference game. You never know there. It's early season. Both teams have hopes of a championship. It... Yeah. Here's the deal, man. And look, I don't care what anyone says. I don't. Bama's I don't particularly... the first Saturday in October. Yeah, I know. It's usually the second. You want to know how I know that? Because most of the time, the second Saturday in October, I'm out of town with my wife on our anniversary trip, and we end up watching the Arkansas-Alabama game, and it ruins my trip. Because they... <laughs> they tra- traditionally speaking, yes, we lose. It looks like in November 5th, we are playing Liberty, so that'll be a... <laughs> Liberty Mutual. Liberty oh, no, Liberty, Liberty University. Liberty they played Liberty. BYU this year at BYU also. Oh, man. There's some interesting games. BYU fighting white guys. September 24th, so my birthday weekend, we're looking at A&M down in Texas, as it it usually is. Yeah, that's right. AT&T Stadium, or as we call it, God Stadium. And we're not referring referring to Jerry. uh, Well, fine, God's favorite (laughs) stadium. How about that? Is it... (laughs) Where does Tom play? I think that's Jesus' favorite You know, looking football. at the schedule, other than getting housed 
potentially by Alabama. Although Alabama, you never know. Alabama, hey, bro, I'm telling you right now, they, they uh, we have a good. Eventually. We have a very good shot at. at Look, I don't want to be that guy, dude. I really Are you going to be that guy? I, but I think I am, bro. I'm not trying to be, but I just fear we win national championship, and that's not what I'm getting at. But I do say this. I, I think we have a really – Represent our conference, our side of the conference, I mean? I, I think that we have a really good shot at, at really just running the schedule. I mean – All right, Cincinnati. I, I'm going to rattle them off to you. You tell me a W's and, and losses, and then we'll recap them. All right, dub. All right, South Carolina at home. Dub. All right, Missouri State at home. Dub. Texas A&M, Arlington. Man, that one's going to be a tough one, man, because Jimbo's coming with it with his recruiting. I mean, paying a lot of players a lot of good money. Are you willing to give up an L for it, though? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sam Pittman is is the man with a plan, and he can inspire, so I give it the dub. All right, Bama at home. Okay, so this is where it's going to get controversial. I give us the dub because I think Nick Saban's on his heels with this team. Okay. Now, right. now I mean, he's still got, you know, some, he's still got some firepower. I'm not trying to say that they're going to be scrubs. That's not it. But I think, I, I, yeah, I give us a dub. All right. Next one, at Mississippi State. Yes, dub. W. Yeah. All right, at BYU, Provo. Dub. Oh, yeah. At Auburn. Oh, at Auburn? That's an L, bro. That's an L every day. <laughs> Last Saturday in October, right around uh, Halloween, uh, at Auburn. Oh, uh, yeah. That, it doesn't matter. You play at Auburn. Arkansas I'm, plays at Auburn. I'm saying our players are going to be in at Auburn partying it up for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. There's a good chance of that. Yeah, so anyway. There's an L there, bro. Okay, Liberty Bibberty at home. Li- Liberty Bibberty, I'm going to give that a uh, solid dub. That's a homecoming game. Oof. Liberty, you should, you should, you took you took one for the team, brother. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah, all right. But following homecoming, a home game against LSU, we get them at home this year, <sighs> bro. LSU could be a problem. LSU's always tough. Plus, they hate and, Arkansas, and their backfield on defense dangerous is Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks. Yeah. Two former Razorbacks that really made a name for themselves. They're going to get booed so profusely when they get oh, announced. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. It, because I, I promise you, I love being a Razorback fan. I love the atmosphere. But when it comes down to something to that like game. that. Who are you kidding, Who You may go to that I game. I might. Just so I can be a part of the toxicity that, that flows. Booze. Oh, my gosh. Like, we are the. Imagine them coming out of the tunnel. And just Boom. the rain. Oh, the, man, uh, dude. It's just crazy. They give like, you chills. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like being in Donald W. Reynolds Stadium, whenever it goes electric like that. You get the goosebumps. Bro, it, it's more than that. Like you feel like you're going to puke. Like if people are <laughs> the like. Toxicity is so strong. But, but like the sound waves and stuff, it's crazy, bro. I mean, it's, it's intense. And then but they, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about toxicity? It usually don't happen for other players. It usually happens to referees, and that's in Bud Walton. Bud Walton will scare you if you don't know what's coming. <laughs> because, like, I'm telling you, man, I've been in Bud Walton. I've been like, this is getting tense. They're going to they're kill this referee. <laughs> they make a bad call. I, was like, up. I even told my wife, I was like, that ref makes one more bad call, man. It's going to go, oh, God. <laughs> All right, so you're picking the L for LSU? Yes. All right. Uh, then we have the next home game against Ole Miss. Uh, no, I, I I never give Lane Kiffin anything. That's a dub. All right, and the last game of the season at Missouri. At Missouri. At Mizzou. Okay, so I can't I, I can't say that. It's a win. That's Are you a dub. win. All yeah, right. and I have a hard enough time saying it's an L for LSU. So you let, let's recap here. I got you, one loss on there, and that's <laughs> Auburn. No, you pick LSU. Uh, no, you, you know what? It. You know what? Dub. I dub LSU. It's going to happen, bro. I give us one loss on the season. Auburn. Auburn. At and it's Auburn. because Halloween because our players are hungover from getting laid. Hey, me, I think it's because it's at Auburn, and there will be a fumble that's for some reason a referee will be like, that's a fumble, and then we'll run it back and get the score. And will be like, oh, never mind. You guys won? No, right. that wasn't I a fumble. I love it, though. I love it. I like your enthusiasm. Yeah, man. I'm and all in. All jokes, all everything aside. I would put some more losses in there. I would give them probably a loss to Alabama. Yeah. I give them a loss to Auburn and a loss to LSU and maybe even that last game at Missouri. Missouri. But I think they are in every single game. Yeah. Like, realistically speaking, I agree with your your four losses there. I do agree with those. I think that that's probably the most logical thing, honestly. But, man, I don't know. I'm I'm just – if I was going to fill it out for money, I, I would fill it out the way I did. I really would. I, you're probably right. 
Because it's realistic. You're gonna roll with but, it. But hey, man, I've been feeling on. I've, I've been feeling them good vibes the past couple of days. Hey, so. Pittman's taking the world by storm. I've seen yeah. him on the cover of like, Sports Illustrated magazine. <laughs> He's just something else. I, I had a great joke, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> I was gonna say, was it swimsuit edition? <laughs> because like, I might check it out. <laughs> got, got a set of C's. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe I don't know if he's been exercising. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, all hail uh, King Pittman. Sorry about yes, that, sir. Love um, it. Love it. Uh, we're gonna talk basketball. So let's talk about our basketball. We're gonna talk about the Chicago Bulls. If you're not a Bulls fan. Uh, you need to sit and listen to every bit of this episode so that we can convert you to being a Bulls fan. This is the only thing that it's acceptable to try to convert someone into. So, <laughs> as a, I believe that's PC, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Went deep. <laughs> anyway. Um, Did you just Alex Jones, our audience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, bro. They're like, hey, I mean, maybe we should convert to being Bulls fans. Well, I know you. Well, let me tell you something I learned from listening to Hoot Hobbs. Number one, the Bulls are the greatest sports franchise to ever grace the United States. Number two, they're trans and the frogs. I'm like, that actually wasn't me. That that actually was Alex Jones who said that weird stuff. Like, you're getting our podcast. Yeah, you're getting us mixed up, guys. Uh, so anyway, let's talk. Let's talk the Bulls. Let's talk. Let's talk Demar specifically because that's right. that's what uh, you know you brought to it, and I think especially as you showed me the interview he did on. Uh, Dray, uh, Draymond yeah, Green. Yeah, Draymond show. Green. Uh, <coughs> if you guys don't know, Draymond Green is a really small time podcaster, you know, uh, but he does get a few NBA stars. Yeah, so we're giving him some love. You yeah. guys might want to check it out. You know, our, our show is bigger. So, you know, just, just, shout out, Draymond. You just keep doing you, brother. You'll make it. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Draymond wipes his eyes as he laughs so hard with $100 bills. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that interview, though. Uh, how, that was that was a, a special interview. It really was. Yeah, like Debo, Debo on the Draymond show. Yeah, I man, loved it. Yeah, it's Draymond show, right? Yeah, Draymond Green show. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Demar, man, he, he kind of opened up about like the the pressures of of playing in the United Center. Um, yeah, and I don't know, man. Like it's something that you don't think about. Up until he said it, and then you're like, bro, I bet you that's heavy. But, you know, he's talking about playing. Basically, every time he goes in there, he's playing in the shadow of, of the greats. Michael Jordan, of Scottie Pippen, of Steve Kerr, of Dennis Rodman. You know, I mean, if, if we're just going to stay specific to his spot, you know, a Pippen or a Jordan, you know, uh, uh, a, a D-Rose. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's kind of a weird comparison, I guess, but we'll get back to D-Rose later. Um, but DeMar DeRozan's a pretty special player, man. He really is. He has really evolved his game to where he has the best mid-range game that we've seen since Kobe Bryant, and Kobe's was the best we saw since MJ. Yeah. So it's it's a, quite a comment to say that about DeMar, that his mid-range game is reminiscent of the guy he happens to share an arena with the history of. Yeah. And I saw the interview you're referring to, and he mentions that he – has seen the footage of MJ pulling up to the to the United Center. Yeah. And when every time he arrives in the arena, he gets that same feeling, like he's getting that flashback that this is the same arena that Michael Jordan would pull up in his Ferrari in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's incredible, and he's so humble about it. Yeah. And then he tells a story about how his first game winner was an air ball. Yeah, that, and that's, that's pretty... Uh, it, 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 that was his first game winner. Yeah, ever. it was the first time he's ever tried to hit a game winner, and he and he beefed it so bad in the United Center. And uh, I, I thought it was pretty crazy though, because like you know, because when you think Demar Derozan, you don't think about a guy that never really got any game winners, or you know, he ain't clutch because you know all we've seen all season is clutch game winners for for Demar. You know. Uh, so I thought that that was pretty crazy, but it, it was the way he said that, you know, the fans and everything responded to him and, you know, basically didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't go all like Razorback fan on him and just boo him out of, the, out of the arena or off the floor or anything. You know, they just kind of took it in stride, let it go, and he was able to, you know, really, you know, 
Uh, no, you're good. Keep going. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, uh, while we're on the subject of clutch shots, I recently heard of this, and now I'm looking at the list myself. DeMar DeRozan topped the list of best clutch shot makers in the NBA since 2012. And the rest of the list is Steph, uh, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James. <coughs> but that was Russ but, from a few years ago. Yes, no, yeah, Russ used to be clutch. I, I don't know what happened last year, man. I really don't. Yes, you do. Lyndon Baines Johnson happened. <laughs> But he's made six. Uh, we're not going down that road. All right. DeRozan has made sixty-four clutch shots. Now these clutch shots have to. There's statistics of where or they're counting as a clutch shot. With sure. Yeah. The time left in the game, where you're shooting it, and how yeah. close that shot is to sealing the game. But he's made sixty-four since 2012. Yeah. So he's made more than he's actually. He's being a little humble here. Sure. But this was his first ever in a Bulls uniform. Yeah. This is the first one where he can remember being the man, and then he just completely airballs it. Oh yeah, just just beefs it. Just right there, and it just it made him feel so bad because he felt like he wasn't living up to those greats, the, those shadows that he walks the in the, the shadows of. Yeah, and that's a. I mean, that's kind of an interesting. Uh, way of looking at it though you know i mean like like you said you're playing in an arena that has housed i mean it, it's it's a house of champions man i mean it just is you know so i i, I can see like you know i don't know i guess for me it was like i, I would have i don't know if i would have even thought of that i mean i think it'd be like oh wow michael jordan played here that's so cool but you gotta be connected to the game on a deeper level like what damar is you know where he actually feels that presence yeah. that you know i Look, man, there's an expectation. He took it to mean something. Yeah. He also uh, mentioned the way that the Chicago Bulls fan bases has embraced him. Yeah. That even though he failed in front of them, and very badly, like that was that's a bad one to have, an air ball. Your effort was just way off. Yeah. To then still be given the ball again, to shoot it yeah. again, and then from there on just be known as the guy. Of course he's going to get the shot. Yeah, now, wait, we, wait, we got two seconds left. We're down by one. Who are you going to pass De, the ball DeMar to? DeMar gets the ball. That's yeah. the only, that's the only yeah. answer. If you needed two points, who are you giving the ball to? Yeah, you give it to DeMar. You do not give it to Vooch. Do not give the ball to Vooch if you need an easy dunk. Because he will brick it off the back of the rim. What he will do sure. is he will go to the basket, he'll get fouled, he'll miss the basket, <laughs> yeah. and then he'll make one of the well, two yeah, And then you go to overtime. <laughs> that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Love but, you, Vooch. Yeah, but like... For being so big, like Vooch is a very valuable player. All right, I'm not getting anywhere in that. But, but <laughs> yeah, we're but, not going to have that argument. Yeah. He's 18 and 18 solid. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no question there. But when it comes time to be the big man and put the ball in the hoop, he is Charmin soft, man. And I know he draws the foul, but if you're gonna do it that way, Vucci. Dunk it. Yeah, get the N one. What, or, what it, or here's this. Make both the free throws. Or what? What is it? What is it from? Uh, God, what is the movie? You gotta dunk that shit. <laughs> what movie was that? Was, uh, I can't remember. I have to look up the reference. You keep going. All right, but uh, yeah. So you know, Vooch is charming soft when it comes to getting fouls because he won't finish. Like if he would finish, you know, I, I, get the end. Anger one. management. Oh, that yes, that's right. Because it was Jack Nicholson. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy. Uh, anyway, reference <laughs> message, <laughs> message. That was don't be a menace. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Vooch is not is not the guy. No, <laughs> it's, it's the more. Hey, if you need a three from downtown, so go to your is, big man. This is my question to you, brother. Okay. We got Zach Levine locked up long term. Yeah. He is our yeah. star. He's our golden boy. Yeah, he's He'll the guy we're going to go play anymore. He's yeah. the guy we're going to. We're not going to. A ball, even though ball's a great, great shot. True. We're gonna go to Levine, right? Or are we gonna go to Demar? Is it just? Does it only depend if it's a three? If it's a three, you go Zach. If it's a two, you go Demar. Um. Or is it best shot? Best shot gets the shot. I I think best shot gets the shot. But here's the way I play it. Okay, I'm gonna try to. Okay. Tap in. If you have to go full length of the court in a short amount of time, Zach. Okay. Zach has more speed. He has better handles. All right, you're inbounding from half court. Inbounding from half court? Yeah, timeout. You called timeout. It's the last oh, possession. Daddy, give it to Demar. You're down by two because Demar can Demar can make take up a. 
He's going to either tie it and draw the foul, or he's going to draw the foul and tie it at the free throw line. Yeah, I, like I, I, yeah, I think so. And, and look, man, that's the whole thing about the Bulls coming up this year is like you don't have a bad backup option. No, you, you know, don't. It's Andre like you, Drummond is coming off the bench, man. Bro, that's good. That man should not be coming Thug off the Nificent bench. Coming Dude, off the Thug bench. Nificent needs to be in the starting five. You need to have two bigs. You need to have Vooch and to to take up space. Patrick uh, Williams needs to go to the bench. Yeah, put Patty Williams on the bench and bring bring Andre Drummond in, bro. That dude can wreck people. He is so so. He's just such a good rebounder, man. <laughs> like he's everything we thought Tristan Thompson was going to be. Tristan we Thompson was soft. such a bust, soft. such a bust. And I'm leaving off the earth. Soft. Yeah, he's a buster. Like, it, good lord. You're man. also leaving off the. Insert cat sound effect here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. I'm yeah. sorry, it is. Well, he, all he did was he brought his uh, social media baggage to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. His baby mama drama is the only <laughs> thing that he brought. He didn't even have one solid game. No, nah, he's trying to start like Real Housewives of the United Center or something. So he's, he's out, and we got Andre Drummond as his replacement. I like it. I wasn't thrilled they re-signed Tony Bradley, but that's a gripe for another day. Yeah. I can understand. That's, I understand he's like 24 or 23 or whatever. That's not a good reason. Just and longevity. He's tall. Yeah, longevity. At, he's young uh, and he's and, tall. And both stature and, and age. That is not a good reason. He's not good. Sorry. Yeah, should, you still think they should trade him for Gafford? <laughs> yeah, man. Get Dan Gafford back, bro. Like, I am so. Look what happened with Porter. They made <laughs> but, such a mistake with Porter. Well, and look. Well, I mean, look what happened with Dan Gafford. He's been. I mean, he's he, all right. he plays for the Wizards. He's okay? all right. He's all right. But if no, you he's put pretty it, good enough for real. well, no, he's he's all right. But he plays for the Wizards. If if he got on a team, if he okay, if he was playing with a vet like Demar Derozan, who was going to come up and say, "Hey, uh, you're going to do summer league this year," but yeah, you're like going to do it with at Patrick my house. Williams. Yeah, and he was like, "Nah," and he's like, "Nah, you, you misunderstand me. That's not an option. I'll see you at the house. We're going to practice." You know, I think that that Dan Gafford could be. I think Dan Gafford could be a star. Yeah. Uh, but I, that's, that's just me. Of course, who would have thought that Bobby Portis was going to end up being some kind of something? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him. I really am. He but really he, has, though. But yeah. I still hold out hope that he would want to return to Chicago. But I got to remember, he didn't get the best treatment in Chicago. He did not. But it's a new regime now, though, because yeah, he was still under the, uh, the Paxton. God, I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, he, when he up. was playing, it was uh, what Fred Hoidberg, right? Garpax, that's it. Oh, okay. The the management regime. Yeah, but, I got you. I got you. I was talking about coach, but was it Thibodeau? No, I think it was. I, I'll I check know. it. Yeah, I'm just saying probably. Is it Thibodeau or Thibodeau? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't ever like him as a coach personally. Now we got Billy Donovan. I mean, that's like. He's a good basketball man. That's the way I look at it. He's a good basketball man. Yeah, I guess so. I don't care for some of his substitutions, but he's a good basketball <laughs> man. I actually wish he would make more substitutions. Yeah, I do too. The right ones. Yeah, there you go. It's like I don't think he needs to make more like in a sense of like more substitutions. I think he should make more. I think his substitutions should be more better. That was very articulate. Anyway. Uh, I do want to talk about this because we had talked about it before. Sure. Uh, the Chicago Bulls only have so many numbers that have been retired. You're looking at Bob Love. You're looking at uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie yeah. Pippen, and uh, I know Phil's up there. I'm mixing, missing Jerry Sloan. That was it. Number Sloan, four. Yeah. yeah. So who else is worthy of being hung in the rafters? And I proposition and question to you is Derrick Rose worthy of hanging in the rafters? For what he did as a Chicago Bull. Okay, so for what he did as a Chicago Bull, I want to you know, give you a little preface here and just say, you know I'm a D. Rose fan. I, I like Derrick Rose. I think he's a good basketball player. I think he's, I think he's a good, like, um, seems to be a pretty well-rounded human being as well. So that's kind of nice. However, um, 
performance-wise, yes, I think they should retire his number. However, how long was Derrick Rose really playing for the Bulls? Let's check that out. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it, <sighs> he was a Chicago Bull from 08 to 16. Okay, so eight years of Bull. Eight seasons as a Chicago Bull. Bro, I don't know, but how many of those was he hurt? You know, like actually, a, blo- a yeah, lot a, of a, a big block of that is Let's the whole see. thing. Rookie of the year, 08. Yep. Uh, All star selection, 09. Yep. MVP season, 10. Yep. ACL tear, 11. Yep. Year absence, 12. Yep. Return in a torn meniscus, 13. Yep. Back to the playoffs in 14. And then his last season with the Bulls before he left free agency to go to the Knicks. Yeah. So, so to recap, so to recap, my whole thing is this: I, I'm going to say only because, like, man, that's it's such a hard dilemma because, like, you're like he really didn't play that much because he's plagued by injury and stuff. But then you look at it how he came back from injury and went to the playoffs. I mean, th- you know what? We're talking about the number one in red. Yeah, yeah, retire it. For all of that, everything that he meant to Chicago for all of those years. Because, I mean, it was sad to see him leave. Yeah, and and I think that, like, I think everyone in Chicago, every Bulls fan, I think, nationwide, wants to see Derrick Rose come back to Chicago, even for a game. Yeah. So that they can say He still gets a lot of love when he comes to Yeah, man. Yeah. When the Knicks come to town, bro, they love him. They, they everyone loves Derrick Rose. Yeah, besides even, C. Wayne, C. Wayne hates him for yeah, some he, reason. Yeah, even with his weird Illuminati tattoos. His <laughs> Illuminati tattoos. Get out. <laughs> the, 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 the thing. Yeah. yeah, the pyramid or whatever. It says Godspeed across his name. Yeah. Uh, we're all living at Godspeed, sir. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, man, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say Derrick Rose, re- retire the number one all in right. Chicago. All right, then I'll pitch it back <sighs> at you. Joakim Noah. Oh, God. See, this is one of those that, like, Joakim Noah. I say yes. You say I yes? I say yes to him over Derrick Rose, wow. honestly. Is it just because of the loyalty he it's has It's because the loyalty, what he was a bull. But see, he's a bull the thing. now. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. He did come back to retire. Yeah, and for he's he, an ambassador. He has a job working for the yeah. front office. So I mean, I'm gonna say something that controversial. It's not really all that controversial. I don't think it's just not popular. As much as <laughs> I understand that there's a that's a very very similar thing here, but. I don't know if anyone's really going to argue it as much as they're just going to be hurt by it. You know what I'm saying? All right, say it, dude. Joe Kim Noah was not good enough to retire his number. I'm sorry. Talent-wise, you're not, you're not yeah, wrong. He, he just wasn't, You're man. stating facts. Yeah. Statistically, no. Nah, but Let me go back to his stats because I just had them on my, on my screen here. Yeah, I, like, it pains me to say it because I love Noah, dude. Like, that dude is so dope, but... Yeah, we're talking He's about... He's the 22nd all-time leader in Bulls scoring with 5,325 points, just barely ahead of Taj Gibson. But I guess that's your argument, that if we're going to let Joe Kim Noah in, why don't we let Taj, <laughs> Taj Gibson Yeah, well, uh, Taj got more points, bro. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, Let's uh, see, most blocks, he's third. Okay. okay. He is uh, at 803, second place, Michael Jordan, 828. Okay. First place, Artist Gilmore with 1,029, of course. Artist. Artist is great. Yeah, yeah, that's some, that's some fantastic stuff there. All right, I also, there was one more I was going to ask you. Tony Kukoc, Bro, number seven. Yeah, hey, there's no question. He's the, me, next one. he's the next one, right? Yeah. That's who, he's the next yeah. one to get one, right? Absolutely. In my opinion, absolutely. Tony needs it. Ron needs it. Hey, you know what? Dennis needs it. Look at everything Dennis did for the franchise, bro. He listened to the Bad Boys Pistons. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah. You're getting soft in your no, old age, no, man. You I'm just saying, no, all I'm age, saying brother. is he went straight thuggery when he, well, you know what? No, nah, he was already living that. He was living that in San Antonio, though. So, like, I don't no, know. No, he only played for the Bulls six years. Who? Tony. Seven years. Yeah, seven years. Seven years. I say, of course, Dennis only played for, for four. So. Before they let him go because <laughs> yeah. he wasn't, he was getting drunk and coming to practice. Yeah, they were like, and not, like, what is it, nineteen ninety nine? They're like, yeah, hey, I don't know if you saw the documentary, but that last year was it. So these are the Hall of Famers from the Bulls: Nate Thurman, George Gervin, Robert Parrish, 
Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Artis Gilmore, Dennis Rodman, Chet Walker, Guy Rogers, Tony Kukoc, Ben Wallace, Phil Jackson, Jerry Sloan, Tex Winter, and then a bunch Whoa, of... Whoa, wait a minute. Ben Wallace. When did Ben Wallace play for the Bulls? Why, how did I miss that? He played for him for two years, dude, in uh, 06 and 08. Okay. Through, through 08. Yes, okay, me. okay. Yeah, Big Ben Wallace, number three. Yeah, that was after he won a championship with the Pistons. Yeah, same, okay. same reason he ain't, he ain't, no, he's a Piston. Yeah, that's, that's the whole I thing. I love Dennis, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's one but, of my favorite players. But you are but. right. I mean, because I get kind of romanticized. That, that's almost weird when you're talking about Dennis. But I, I do kind of get this weird romantic thing about about that that era bull. You know what I'm saying? The Anyone involved in the, in the three-peat or the repeat. Yeah, like George Gervin, he's a spur. He's not a bull. Yeah, it's true. Man. I, I, Robert Parrish, he's a Celtic. He's not a bull. Yeah. But I, he was a bull. Anyone yeah. in championship. He was part of yeah. one of those bulls with the Michael Jordan. Yeah, man. 96, right? Something so like here's that. my question. All right. All right. What about Steve, man? Kerr? Yeah, Kerr? does he deserve it? I think hang up that 2-5, man. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of Steve, though. No, I don't think so. You think it's just because he's like Charmin soft and all he's good at is like long range shots? <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm honest about it. You know, like I said, I'm a fan. It doesn't mean Look, I'm, I'm delusional. Me I would rather B.J. Armstrong go in. Oh my god, B.J. Armstrong? Why? I don't know. He was a bull longer. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so Steve was there for the '96, '97, '98. Yeah, and, and B.J. Then, was there for '92, '93, '94, or yeah. excuse me, '91, '92, '93. Yeah. yeah. He. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, they were there for the same amount of time. Steve Kerr also went on to play for the Spurs and win a championship the next year. Yes, and then all. Also, he is a legendary coach now. Thanks well, to, I, thanks to Steph Curry. And uh, the Splash Brothers. Yeah, don't you know that like every night got lucky when there, Steve right? I mean, Curry he goes also, to bed? I take that back. That slipped out. He did not just get lucky. He is a very solid coach. Yeah, absolutely. And he does run absolutely. great schemes to get those guys open. Absolutely. So he they know, could, he's, he's very he basketball the, savvy. And he lets them shoot the threes. Let's not forget that, that before – the Curry Splash Brothers were allowed to just rain threes. That wasn't in vogue in the NBA. That's true. So it was always it was the same thing as it was in high school, right? You're looking for the best shot. You got to get the ball closer to the rim. And you play defense, and you all right. We're gonna. It's it's because every time it gets into uh, the later season, what does the game become? Half court. Yeah. Every possession's important, and it's half court basketball. Yeah. That's but it. it's not like that anymore, is No, because Steph Curry can be like, half court. Oh, I can shoot it from there. Like, <laughs> Steph, stop. It's like, Switch. Got it. I'm not watching. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, he's not either. And why is he dancing? It hasn't even gone in. Yet. Oh, it went in. Never mind. But you're you're on the fan. Uh, you want Harper. I do, man. I want all of them, bro. I want all of them, man. Tony, I want I want John Paxton to have Jed his Bushler. name. Yeah, bro. I want Charles Oakley's name up there. I want just all I want Bill Weddington to have Bill Cartwright. <laughs> Luke Longley. No, actually, I will draw the line. Ooh. Luke Longley does not <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Luke was a part of it, bro. You gotta All right, who wore thirteen better? Luke. Noah or Luke. Longley? Luke. Hands down. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean... All right. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So well, I'm saying if number retired, why is it getting retired? It's for Noah, right? <sighs> okay. Let me, let, me, let me take a step back. I, I got to walk what I just said back. I got, what I said was too strong. Uh, Luke Longley, because I say that because he is a champion, right? Yeah. Um, no, if we're talking about a more talented player, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah all the way around. Luke Longley was just big. Like, he, he wasn't really good. He couldn't dribble. He could like he could box out. Yeah, and he could block. Yeah, but he was big. He was big, he man, was big. And, and he could dunk because. Uh, but you, he couldn't dribble. Noah was hustle points. Yeah, and he got those <laughs> dirty points. Luke he Longley was like he was passionate. Luke Longley had too many Miller lights with Michael before they came out. You know, he he wasn't getting no hustle points or nothing. Uh, that would be uh, Foster's Australian for beer, sir. <laughs> oh my bad. Because he's a big, a big Kiwi, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's New Zealand. I can't get I can't get them all straight. I apologize. Is that white on white crime? <laughs> no one cares about that, bro. <laughs> like, I, look, look, I'm a white guy. I don't care about that. There's no showing <laughs> all you want. Yeah, dude, there is no such thing as white guy loyalty at all. Like, if it's funny, say it. Yeah, that's right, man. No, forget that. A whole thing going on right now. Mr. Vince McMahon, the long 
famous promoter of the WWE, like he's been the, the guy who's been in charge of running it, yeah. had like sole control over it. But it looks like he is now retired. He just suddenly announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago. Which is strange when it's coming on the back of all these. Uh, allegations of yeah. $3.4 billion, or excuse me, retires from WWE with $3.4 billion amid hush money scandal. So he's retiring and taking $3.4 billion with him amid a sexual harassment scandal. Hold on. We're saying billion with, with a, a B. B. Billions and billions. Oh, wow, that's... Yeah, former World wow. Wrestling Entertainment CEO Vince McMahon left the company with a fortune of $3.4 billion after he retired last week amid a sexual harassment scandal that involved millions of dollars in hush money payments. So what I was uh, letting you t- or telling you about is, I guess it was revealed that McMahon paid $14.6 million out of his own money Again, out of his own money. None sure. of this was WWE money. They are a publicly traded company, but this is his money to do with whatever he wanted. So the WWE revealed on Monday that McMahon paid $14.6 million in hush money to several women who alleged sexual misconduct between the years of 2006 and 2022. Golly, man. that's Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of hush money to pay out because you... That's a lot of years of being a scumbag. <laughs> like, what you, what you didn't get tired of? Paying people to... Like, here... Uh, Go ahead. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, that's... That's gross, right? It's gross, man. <laughs> like, how... First of all... his old... his old... Gross. <laughs> gross! But no, what else? Here's what I... <laughs> How much money you got to have to be like, you know what? I can just keep on being a jerk. I can He's quitting with 3.4 billion dollars after he This is after, after he's already paid all these women to shut up because he groped them and 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 more. I, Apparently yeah. some of the allegations were pretty rough. It was uh I saw the words that some of the women were passed around amongst the executives like a toy. Yeah, see, that's the see, wording from an insider. They were women were passed around between them like a toy. Like when he was done with it, it was she was discarded and passed to the next guy, which gross. is really gross. So that's it why these gross. allegations are really, really damning and gross. But what this goes back to is, if you recall, a few weeks ago I had mentioned that there were some female wrestlers that had quit amid disagreements with him yeah, over creative. Uh, Snoop Dogg's niece, yeah, right? Sasha Banks, yeah. uh, real name Mercedes. I can't pronounce her last name. I, I gotcha. apologize for that. Dog, D-O-G-G. <laughs> Not T-O-D-G. Oh, okay. D-O-double-G, excuse yeah. me. And uh, Naomi, Trinity Fatu. She's married to another WWE wrestler. Well, rumor is that they're um, possibly coming back now that Vince has talked about, or not talked about, now that he has announced his retirement and left the company. When he first announced his retirement, he was still hanging around, but he also stepped aside as the creative leader, which is a big big controversial point because as I had mentioned before, he was in charge of everything that hit the air. He had the c- complete control over it. You said what he told you to say. You didn't ad-lib. If you ad-libbed, you would lose your spot. Right. So a lot of the stuff that you saw that was written really poorly was just because these poor kids, these actors or wrestlers had to go out and act this script that wasn't very good. So there was a lot of that and now... It looks like we have a new person in charge. It is Paul Levesque, former wrestler Triple H. Ah, okay. He was in charge of the NXT developmental brand for a number of years and really ran it to where it was and, at a peak to where it was more popular than the main product. Right. So NXT was kind of like what they worked as like a farm program for the WWE, Yes, right? essentially. Okay. That's where the young stars would be and that would where they de- would develop right. and get screen time and used to running the ropes you. so they could be on main television for the rest of the Sure, okay. All right. I say, uh, what about, and I know, (coughs) you know, I'll talk to you about that another time because that's a completely different subject anyway. It was the AEW, like that's that's its own separate, that's a different show. It's a different company. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a competing company. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's considered one of the main shows, though. Yes, there are two uh, competitive wrestling companies in the United States right now that kind of go at each other. I'll be fair, I will throw Impact Wrestling and give them a third. Okay. Not really. But there are two, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, yeah. and there's the WWE. 
Which but is AEW, because yes. I mean, it's been around for so. But long. AEW is been. owned by uh, Tony Khan, the son of Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, okay. They have a contract with Turner, Ted Turner, and uh, the TNT, and all of their broadcasting. Yeah. They have two shows every week, and they are ran more of an independent style compared to Vince McMahon's very, very scripted uh, sports entertainment style. Yeah. When you think of the theatrics of wrestling, that's Vince McMahon. Yeah. When you think uh, pro wrestling where they're just really good wrestlers doing the, the maneuvers very impressively, yeah. that's more of the AEW style. Okay. Where you're going to get on there, you're going to see guys, you're going to like, how did he just do that? Right. He broke that guy's neck. And then they'll get up and do another three more moves that make you say the same thing. Right. And in the WWE, it's like when Cartman starts uh, telling a story about how he got addicted to abortions or something. Yes, exactly. You get it. You get it. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. So anyway, that may be changing. We don't know. So far, the, the... it's looked bright because a couple of shows that have been run by Triple H so far have been really, really good, really well good. written. So there's hope there that perhaps this will improve things. But the question really is, what about Vince McMahon? What do you think about his legacy now? I think about his legacy now. Okay, I'm, The I'm legacy gonna... before was a self-made billionaire. Okay. I mean, he was inherited his father's wrestling company, but when it was the World Wrestle, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, WWWF, yeah. it was regional to the New York, Northeastern area. Vince McMahon then decided he wanted to take it national and started purchasing all of the independent areas around him until he gained control of all of wrestling. Yeah. But he, at the same time, changing wrestling from what you would see when you go and watch you know, people go wrestle down at the gymnasium, your local... Your local yokel, whatever. Yeah. Versus the Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Andre the Giant in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, man. He added all of that element, so you yeah, can't so, take I mean, away. Yeah, 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 you can't take that away from. Like, look, here's the deal. Like, Mr. McMahon, the the wrestler, Mr. McMahon. Yes. And that persona, that that yeah. over the top. Yeah. Uh, I'm a. I'm a wrestling god. Yeah, and I've got all this money, and so no one can touch me. That was always the attitude behind Mr. Yes. McMahon. Come to find out, that was just Vinny being Vinny. Uh, they so, just had they filmed it. Yeah, they just like he put his underoos on the outside of his pants, and then you know there it was. But um, as honestly, as far as that legacy goes, like a self-made billionaire, I'm. It's not tainted. He's still a self-made billionaire. I mean, but like you like. Is he a scumbag? Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, but, you know. So, burden of proof is yeah. on the prosecution. So. so, the Wall Street Journal, let's give credit where the credit is due, are the ones who first reported this. And there's an investigation that has begun in the WWE after they were tipped off that the CEO, former CEO, had paid a former employee $3 million to keep quiet about their affair. And according to an email obtained by that same outlet, by Wall Street Journal, McMahon hired a woman as a paralegal with a salary of $100,000 and then doubled it once the affair began. Oh, man. The report then said, also said McMahon has paid as much as $12 million to four women, different women over the past 16 years. Oh, my God. One That's of the so accusers is a former wrestler who claimed that in 2018, that years earlier, McMahon had coerced her into oral sex before demoting her when... Uh, she ended the relationship. Hmm. So, so it sounds to me like he wielded his power over women. He did all the terrible things that toxic masculinity uh, stories that you hear. Uh, yeah, the, so, you know, I mean, yeah, he's a scummy dude. It is what it is, though. I mean, like, I, I hate it for these women. I'm glad they're getting some justice. I hope he pays you more and more. Uh, and, and just keep taking it to him. Take all his money. I don't care. I don't care about yeah. this man. But it uh, also, it's one of these things, and I think you and I will probably have to touch on this on the Hoot Hobbs show because it's more of a conversation for that. But there's something to be said about the artwork that is left behind by these monsters. So even though he's kind of a POS human being, sure. obviously, I mean, he portrayed one on television, and, and lo and behold, it looks like he may be one in real life. Yeah. So... Uh, say what you will about him there. His uh, legacy and what he has left behind, the WWE, has now been inherited by millions of other people. Yeah. It is no longer just his sole idea, his sole entity. Yeah. It is thousands and millions of different ideas put together. Yeah. So I, it, it's going to live on long past this, yeah, I this mean, like, dirty like, old man. I would say that's the whole thing is like his legacy 
If anyone's like, oh, he's tainted his legacy. No, he hasn't. His legacy is the same as it always was. He might have tainted his, like, you know, optics on, on who he is. I mean, is he a dirty old dude? Yeah. Guess what happens to dirty old dudes? They die. Let, you know, yeah. let, let him live out his life, whatever. His, but his, his brainchild, his everything he's left behind, people are still going to enjoy it. People are still going to, you know, wrestling fans are still going to be wrestling fans, especially now that Triple H is in charge of the creative aspect yeah, of gonna it. it's going to really improve things, I hope. I mean, I, see, I already see a more of an edge. We've seen wrestlers that were uh, previously refused to re-sign their contract and had walked have now shown back up, and they've re-signed with the WWE since Triple H is in charge. So that was remarkable in itself, that yeah. people who had left because they didn't want to work for Vince anymore now come back. And now we may have uh, Sasha and Naomi coming back as well. Sasha and again, it, it all goes back to uh, disagreements with Vince McMahon. So, Yeah, that dude's a tool bag. Yeah, so uh, while I do enjoy watching the WWE, I begrudgingly have done it over all of the years because I've kind of known that Vince McMahon was kind of a, a POS, but now yeah. these new allegations are something that I had not anticipated. Right. Like, I thought he was a POS because of how he was a poor <laughs> like He just boss. treated everyone? Yeah, how he's a poor boss. <laughs> you didn't realize that he was, like, like uh, stooping people and then Like a wrestler, Mickey James, had her personal items given to her in a garbage bag with her name on it when she was fired. That's cool, man. <laughs> that's, right. that's cold right there. Mailed to her in a box. Oh, my God. What's in the box? Yeah, she opened the box, and there's her stuff with a garbage bag that says Mickey on it. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, this guy sucks. I hate him. Right? So, I mean, it's behavior like that. that that's the kind of thing that we, we got to clean that up. Yeah. I there's no say, need to treat I, anybody I, else like and, that. And I think at the Hoot Hob show in Garbage Time, we're going to have to stop condoning pettiness. I, I think we're going to have to back off that. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I know. That's like, it's our identity. We're petty. We're just like... Just, that's, that's all we are. We're just toxic and petty. Anyway, um, you got anything else, brother? No, nah, brother. I'm good. All right. Well, hey, you guys actually got to hear us ramble longer than uh, most sports shows, so that's cool, man. Thank you for joining us on uh, Garbage Time Sports. Check out the Hoot Hob Show if you want to hear things that are other than sports uh, and uh, check out like an actual sports show if you want to hear something other than bulls uh but until then we're the ones to see all right uh from bt and from myself we will bid you a good night later <laughs>